0: This week's SmackDown began with the Bloodline arriving without Jay Uso. Kayla Braxton tried to establish what was going on, but she got little to no comment from Roman or the Wise Man. First match was Braun Strowman and Ricochet against Imperium. Winners would receive a tag team title opportunity next week on SmackDown. This is noteworthy, of course, because the current tag champs are the Usos. This match was decent with Gunther being ejected for interfering on the outside. Braun and Ricochet would go on to win, which does make sense because they are the face team. But I do feel sorry for Imperium. They are a good, credible team that have just lost to a team that's only been around for five minutes. Granted, it is Braun and it is Ricochet. So no shame, I suppose. What does this mean for next week, though? That's the bigger talking point. Will Jay turn up for that match? If he does, will he be motivated? Could he walk away mid match? Could the Usos drop the tag belts to Braun and Ricochet? Could solo Sokoa replace Jay if he doesn't turn up? Jay might not show until Elimination Chamber and could cost Sammy there. It could be a 2023 Montreal screw job. There's so many great options. This is hard to call. Next, we got Ray and Dominic racing each other in NASCAR. This felt forced and fake, to be honest. Nowhere near as interesting or engaging as the Thanksgiving or Christmas interactions. This is something I think Fox just wanted to promote. I wouldn't have used Ray and Dominic for this segment personally. Next, we get Charlotte and Sonia facing off for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Match was fine lacked a bit of drama as I don't think anyone expected Sonia to win. She didn't, of course, and would end up tapping to the figure eight. I did wonder if someone would come out after, like a new challenger or Rhea even, but we didn't get anything. Next, we had Roman backstage sitting down asking where Jay was. Neither Jimmy or Solo had heard from him. Roman asked about next week's tag title match and Jimmy said Jay would be there. I don't think he was saying that because he's spoken to Jay. I think it was more just belief that his brother wouldn't let him down. Roman sent them both off to try and find him. Viking Raiders took on the Brawling Brutes next. Raiders won, uh, but they were attacked by Sheamus and Drew afterwards. Of course, Viking Raiders attacked Sheamus and Drew last week. Seamus's vest got ripped off very easily during this uh, confrontation. Hulk Hogan would have been very proud. Next, we got Bray. This was a little disappointing because I was expecting something a bit more, a bit bigger, a bit more significant. This uh, was just Bray sat watching Rumble clips and then Uncle Howdy came and put his hand on Bray. This is clearly a segment just designed to let you know that they're now on the same page. I must admit, I got that impression already from the Royal Rumble when Uncle Howdy launched himself on top of LA Knights, kind of felt like they were working together then. So I didn't really need this, but uh, I think it just kind of confirms that they are now on the same page. And that, of course, is not great news for the SmackDown roster. Next, we got the Fatal 4-Way. Winner would be added to the Women's Elimination Chamber match. It was Natalia against Shotzi, against Zelina, against Shayna Baszler. Uh, We went backstage and we saw Raquel and Liv watching this. Raquel would turn around and she seemed to have a nasty black eye. Felt like a bit of a reveal, like she was sort of hiding it and then she turned and you could see it. Um, Yeah, it was nasty. Natalia won. That makes sense, of course. Elimination Chamber is in Canada, so it makes sense. But of course, everything was about this final segment and uh, it absolutely delivered. So we got to the main event. Backstage, Roman apologized to Jimmy and Solo for how he spoke to them earlier. Um, He's told them to go to the bus, the private bus. He said that the wise man had sorted some food. There were steaks, there was sushi. He said, go and have a good dinner. Um, We then saw the WrestleMania graphics. These look really good, the match graphics. Obviously, we've seen the logo, but this is the first time we've seen these graphics. I think they look brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So uh, they were cool. Then uh, we got Roman heading to the ring. Of course, he was being booed out the building. I would have liked more boos. You could even hear a few people cheering. I think there's a few people that just still think Roman is cool. And that's understandable. But I was really hoping it was going to be like after WrestleMania 33, where he just couldn't couldn't even talk. Whenever he went to talk, like they just booed even louder. Uh, It was nowhere near that, unfortunately. I was a bit worried about this crowd because they had been a bit quiet going into this final segment. It wasn't bad. It wasn't horrific or anything like that. And there was some nice, loud Sammy chants. But um, yeah, I would have liked this. This was not like a crazy Chicago crowd, for example. Um, But they were chanting for Sammy and Roman said, well, I don't need to ask what you want me to talk about. I was hoping to talk about Cody, someone that deserves my attention, but you just want to talk about the past. And uh, he went on to say that at Survivor Series, he looked into Sammy's eyes and what he saw was greed. Just like everyone in the crowd, they just want, 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 always looking for things from the tribal chief, from Roman Reigns, uh, just like how Sammy used him, used his family, used the island of relevancy. And he couldn't really get any further because then he was attacked he got attacked a mystery person a hooded person obviously it doesn't take columbo to work out who this was uh, but sammy attacked roman sammy place went bananas great pop big sammy chance uh, roman retreated out of the ring sammy said i never you're wrong i never wanted anything from you but i do now i want you and i want a shot at that wwe undisputed universal heavyweight championship And uh, basically, he called him out, called his shot. Before he could really get any further, he would then be attacked. Jimmy and Solo, who we all thought were enjoying that lovely dinner, uh, they attacked Sammy. So uh, Sammy ended up in the corner with a chair over his head. Roman got back in the ring. He stopped Solo from attacking uh, Sammy. And basically, he said, You've ruined my family. The crowd were chanting for Jay. Roman was like, the crowd want Jay. These people want Jay. I can't give them Jay. I can't give them my right-hand man because you split my family apart. In Elimination Chamber, in Montreal, I'm going to embarrass you in front of your family, in front of your friends, and uh, basically the match was made. So it's going to be Roman and Sammy for the titles at Elimination Chamber. and. This was brilliant. I mean, it was captivating. It maybe wasn't the same levels as some of the other segments we've seen. Certainly not the end of the Rumble, for example. But um, yeah, this was still a big segment. Crowd went crazy when Sammy arrived. Loud Sammy chants. um, Didn't know which way it was going to go. Didn't know if we were going to see Jay, but I'm glad we didn't. Um, I think, as we said, that's just going to add to next week. Um, but yeah, so many twists and turns here. This was so engaging. Uh, Roman's shirt as well, it's worth mentioning. His shirt is just him and Paul Heyman. Might be a few people speculating about that because obviously we've seen Bloodline shirts where all of them are on the shirt. This wasn't a shirt that had Solo or Jimmy or it was literally just Roman and Paul. And so I don't know what that means. What If that's foreshadowing the end of the Bloodline, for example... Um, but it's a new shirt for Roman. But this was good. This was really good. Uh, all in all, I would say it was a safe and it was a solid show. Everything was the ending and everyone was waiting for Sammy and the ending and it didn't disappoint. Uh, I would give this show a 725